This week on The Uncommon Truth, we're talking about experiencing God's presence as we continue to look at the foundational teaching points of Stephen Vicky's ministry at the Father's House Church. When people seek to encounter God, what do they mean? Is this type of intimate relationship with God for everyone or just some people? And how can we get to practice experiencing God's presence for ourselves? All that and more this week on The Uncommon Truth. Here's what's in store. He's come close to you. He has not rejected you. And the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you. sometimes it's uncontrollable. Other times the wisp of a feeling. And I tend to believe that the, whether it's a wisp or uncontrollable is seldom his making. It's usually our belief, our willingness to experience or surrender to it. But I think we had, the question we need to ask every time is, if it's you, Jesus, I want it. If you, God, I want it. You know, because we are judgmental. And if, you, if you've been around, you know, any of that revival, and sometimes people are in the flesh, but really, I don't, it's not really on me. You know, because you're like, oh, they're faking. Oh, they're faking. And, you know, okay, they're faking. But if it's God, I want it. You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville where we discuss Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is available anywhere podcasts can be found, so make sure you subscribe, leave a rating or a review, and let us know what you think so that more people can get involved with the conversation about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. Welcome to the Uncommon Truth. My name is Max. I'm here with pastors Steve and Vicky Orsillo from the oh, Father's House Church. You guys doing all right? We're doing, I'm doing great. Okay. How about so, you, honey? Crazy people very seldom experience the things going on around them. She's always great. <laughs> call, me the, call me the rain man. Yeah, so, <laughs> so full disclosure, Heard we're Mark. recording the second podcast of the afternoon. Oh, you're, gonna, yeah, you're so, out there, huh? Yes. Uh, Why did I change my shirt then? No, no, you it's told okay. them that's just full disclosure. Okay, oh, wow, that's really important. Okay, we're uh, we're a few Christians <laughs> here, we gotta we gotta tell people what's going on. So, usually, what happens on those second, uh, the back to back podcasts, we get rummy, we, we get a little bit uh, Steve giggly. gets irritable and I get rummy. So, <laughs> there we go, <laughs> what whatever you say, I get annoyed dear. and Steve gets irritable, yes, dear. <laughs> So we're on. Uh, we're in season two of the Uncommon Truth, and we are covering. We are covering the. What are you doing? It's bouncing oh. like we an earthquake. Yeah. There we go. We're covering the message her points <laughs> of the Father's House Church. Your yes. guys' message points. That's right. That's right. The church. Yeah. On. That's right. And uh, and the reason we're covering the, those is because so, though not all of them are controversial, some of them are. Um, and they're also they're also things that cause your Christianity to look a little bit different than the Christianity of other people, and and we call that around here Christianity that works, as opposed yep. to one that that doesn't seem to bear the same fruit um, that Jesus promises in the Gospels. Yeah. Well said. And actually, when we when we started this podcast uh, a couple of years ago, I wanted to call it a Christianity that works podcast, but I kept trying to say it. And recorded myself <laughs> saying it so many times, and I could never get it right and get it out in one breath. What would you say? Well, I, okay. I would have to be very <laughs> slow and deliberate. A My Christi- husband is shaking his head at me. Ooh. A Christianity that twerks. You know, not that's <laughs> not it, right? It's no, not we don't about that. Right. So, 
So <laughs> instead, stop. we called it the uncommon truth I like because that. Th- these are things that that should be common in Christianity, yes. but they, I mean, in my experience, aren't really. I think it's a great so, name. I love so, it. So um, we are going to be talking today about experiencing God, which is another one of those on the surface should be pretty pretty easy to say oh yeah i'm down with experiencing god i'm a christian absolutely i want a relationship with god i want to feel him see him know him um but it actually does kind of make some people feel uncomfortable and today my i guess my goal with the podcast today is that people wherever you're listening all over the world or in california or russia that you would be yeah we have people listening in russia um i want you to be encouraged that you can have a relationship with god you can you can experience him (laughs) Um, and there's just there's just some stories you guys have about that that we'll get into a little bit later. But I want it to be an encouragement and um, something that everybody can get a little bit of something out of. So should we go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So when when we when I read on the the message points of the Father's house, the kind of the pillars that you you want to be known for as you follow after Jesus, <clears throat> this experience God, um, you have to kind of dig into that because. That can be like, check, yeah, I want to experience God next. Uh, but what does it mean when we say, I want to experience God, or I want it to be a goal of mine to actually experience God? What it means is to feel Him, hear Him, see Him. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's really a, um, it is an experience. And what I think almost always is undeniable you've he's come close to you he has not rejected you and the holy spirit has come upon you and you sometimes it's uncontrollable other times the wisp of a feeling and i tend to believe that the whether it's a wisp or uncontrollable is seldom his making it's usually our belief our willingness to experience or surrender to it I know in my life I was not willing to surrender to it at all. And um, I would feel him in every worship service, this glowing feeling of warmth, this love surrounding me. And I'm telling you, that's really all I wanted. You know, I heard his voice. I spoke from time to time. He would speak to me in the most miraculous ways. And my testimonies of those times were so great. And I was really content with believing that I had experienced everything, and so I was very special, right? Because I had experienced the best. I experienced him every time I wanted to in this one way. And um, one day I saw the vineyard in Anaheim, and these people were shaking and moving, and I mean, I was appalled. The vineyard church. The vineyard church in Anaheim under John Wimber. Mm -hmm. And I was just flat out appalled. I saw this on TV and just, oh my gosh, I was so judgmental. But there came a period of time in my life after some difficult youth pastor experiences where I was ready to give up ministry and I was dry and they kept calling me to do these camps. So I would go to camp and be the sports director. Or I'd be the dean or I'd almost always run the dining hall, you know, and get the crowds in and eat and out, you know, and mm-hmm. three times a day. And I would do that just gladly. I loved youth ministry. But there was this distance. I I couldn't then create that experience. So I went to this picnic table outside the lodge, and these youth pastors were talking about something that had happened in Toronto, an outpouring. 
And they were describing it just like that Wimber church on the TV. And I just, uh, I was just like, this is crazy. And then I'd go to my room and I'd pray and just seek God. Like, I, I feel like I'm so far from you, you know, because I don't have an experience. Mm-hmm. It's been weeks and weeks and even months and months since I've had an experience. And uh, of that feeling of love, that you love me and I love you. And this wor- in the worship, you know, and I just, I said to the Lord, I'm in a dry and thirsty land and I can't find you. Where are you? Mm. And so I went back to the picnic table to hear some more because I was really hungry. And they were talking about crazy things, you know. And one guy said, uh, told the story of the, this prophetic word that said uh, um, that it was a watering hole to the world. And I had said in that prayer, I can't find the living water. And so I called Vicky from the camp and asked her to buy me a plane ticket to Toronto. I'm going to go there. There's a watering hole to the world. I'm in the world. I 1994. Want- 1995, I think. I ended up going in October of 95, and I walked in the room. I went by myself, and I walked in the room, and I heard the most. This is Toronto. Yeah, Toronto Toronto Airport Christian Fellowship, the Toronto Blessing. And I went in the room, and it was like, there was caterwauling going on upstairs. It was chaos. It was was crazy stuff. And I just said, what's that? And they said, oh, that's intercession upstairs. And I mean, that's intercession. It 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 was banana boats. It was true banana boats. And for me, in my experience, it, I'd never seen anything like it. So I was being, I was very judgmental. And I prayed to the Lord and said, I'm in, I'm here in a basket full of fruits and nuts, you know, <laughs> and I'm at this service. And, but I still wanted to feel God. And this guy was teaching on worship at 10 o'clock in the morning. And I, and I felt, I felt this wisp go by and I said, Oh, there you are. Well, he's here. But it was a wisp of his presence like I'm used to. Mm-hmm. And it was sweet and it was good. And I, so I stayed for more. And I went home that night. I listened. You know, there was, it, when I went to the service, there was, it was bedlam. There was, the music was so crazy. It was some uh, rock, uh, heavy metal worship band. You couldn't hear a word they said. You couldn't understand a word they said. Wow. On the screen were two different songs. Neither one of them matched up to what he was singing. What were so those called? Those overhead, overhead projector yeah. types. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was right early in their in their new building, and they they didn't have any of the electronics they ended up with. If you ever been there, it was just overhead projectors, and there were two different songs. And the guy singing was eating the microphone. You couldn't tell. I just run and run, and he just there. You couldn't yeah. differentiate the words. And so I was getting worse and worse, judgmental and judgmental and judgmental. People were hoeing and woeing. Whoa, and fish. They were acting like fish, chickens. I mean, they were acting like everything. They weren't really uh, barking or and there was no animal sounds. Mm. It was just their body motions were so weird. Yeah. And, and, and they like they sounded like sirens um, or shofar horns. Their voices make their voices into shofar horns. I mean, it was, the place was packed, wasn't it? It was packed, and it was banana boats, and people were laying all over, rolling on the ground. And I went home to were the you hotel. Oh, I was so I was so like, what is Sounds terrifying? Yeah, this is horrible. I said, yeah. So I called Vicky and I said, I don't know, you know, I'm I got so prayed for and I fell down. But I think I just I think it was a mercy. For, I, think I, I think I just gave the. you know, I don't think anything happened. Hmm. I, I honestly I didn't fall down on purpose. So I must have happened. But I didn't just didn't know. I had no experience. Went home, called Vicky, and I, she said, so you want to come home? I go, well, that'd be a fortune to change the ticket in those days. I said, I'm here for seven days, six days, whatever it was. And um, I said, I'll stay. I did feel this wisp during this class. I, he's here for me. 
And this, so I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay positive mm-hmm. and keep going. But Vicky, it's it's a basket of fruits and nuts. I've never seen anything so crazy in my life, and I just I'm appalled. So I've got to pray through that. He's a very sober man. He's yeah. not a real uh, light light. What would you say? You're just you're, I don't know. You're just not you're just not like a giddy giddy kind of person. Go I'm ahead. not giddy at all. No, no, I wouldn't giggle. I wouldn't skip. Yeah. So I get up in the morning and the, and I know what time general, I know what time right? the 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 church starts and so I decide instead of taking the shuttle I'm going to walk. I which can is see the which church. is a miracle because yeah. he he would drive next door. So I don't I don't walk down. He the doesn't road walk at anywhere. All. And I look across this field from my hotel room and the church is right there and I look it's at the road. It's, not, it's really not not five blocks but anyway it's not it's 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 a ways <laughs> anyway so I I start hoofing it across and down the road and. And I get around the corner, and it, it suddenly dawns on me, I'm so happy. And I go, I don't know what happened to me last night when I fell down. I'm kind of embarrassed that I fell down because I don't want a charity fall for anybody. Mm-hmm. I hit that again. Anyway, and I'm walking down this road, and I said, the problem is I'm so danged happy. And the minute I said I'm so danged happy, I get hit with what felt like lightning all mm-hmm. by myself on the sidewalk. I fall in the meridian grass there. And start wailing with laughter. I'm laughing hysterically. Just laughing hysterically by myself. Literally cars pulled over to see if I was having a heart attack or I was having some kind of seizure. I was just bellowing, hollering, rolling. I was hoeing and woeing. I mean, it was was just like the most wild laughter. Hmm. And it went on for a really long time. It felt like forever. And I got myself up and I thought, it's, I'm going to miss this meeting, but I finally got control. I was wheezing, like, huh, 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 trying to <laughs> stop like laughing. Vicky and I, when you say something funny on the podcast, yeah. and we can't get it together. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, I, so I start to walk towards the church again, and my walk turns into a skip. A skip. I skip. He I don't know skipped. what I was in 1990. Tiptoeing through the tulips. You know, I was 40, probably 40 years old. Maybe. He's never skipped in his whole life. Never skipped in my whole life as an adult. And I skipped the next. Now, this was probably five blocks from the church, so I probably skipped. I skipped five blocks like a kid, just laughing and throwing my arms up with joy. And I got to the church, and I just was so happy. Hmm. And I went into that service, and immediately, as soon as I went up to get prayed for, I fell down, and I started laughing hysterically. I started having these amazing experiences with God, downloading like some of the truths we operate in here today, yeah. all were downloaded on the carpet there mm. in these different times I went there. I would go there and have these downloads of wisdom and revelation. My heart would be opened. And if I was ever, if I was during those, I don't know, we were involved 15, 20 years during that time, you know, many times going there, so many of my revelations would come from this experience with God mm. of him showing me vision of him inspiring me speaking loudly to me, but mostly just frolicking with me in love. It was just feeling the most loved you'd ever felt and feeling the most love for him you ever felt. And it was strange. And that to me is an experience with God. And I think what what began to happen was, so I repented. I'm so sorry I was judgmental and I was never judgmental again. But, and, and, and things got way crazier than that for a season, you know. But in my life, I recognized that in the, in this crowd of following those kinds of outpourings is a whole group of people who begin to worship the experience. So good. Mm. They begin to worship revival. Mm-hmm. 
instead of the Lord Revivalist. God of the universe. Yeah. For me, there was never in a question. You, you experience this. It's him coming close to you. Mm-hmm. And, and he's coming close to everybody. But you <clears throat> sometimes taking baby steps of, oh, that wisp. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to get prayed for. Well, nothing happened, but I did fall down. I'm going to walk. I'm going to skip. Oh, and then you fall on the grass and, and you open your heart slowly to him. And, and he's, he, he was always wanting. He was rejecting no one. We were rejecting him. And in my process of unrejecting this revival, I got to be revived. I came home from that first trip able to play the guitar better. A lot of songs I couldn't play, I suddenly could play. Wow. I began, I was leading worship at this church. And so the first Sunday, wow. the place went nuts. People were falling all over the place. I didn't tell them any testimonies, didn't say anything. I just got up and played the guitar, so sweet. started singing the worship songs. You know, they're the worship songs of those days. And uh, people fell all over the place. One guy kept falling and blowing the folding chairs. They just blow all over mm-hmm. the place. He'd <laughs> knock everything flying. I said, why doesn't someone catch him if you see him going down? Well, no one had their eyes open. The place was saturated with his with his yeah, presence crazy. and it was pure liquid love is what it was mm-hmm. and it just it just went on and on and so this experience though begins to be worshiped it begins to be what people are after instead of him mm-hmm. i've never been in a place where that it didn't diminish it didn't start that his presence didn't kind of diminish to allow you then to love him and serve him because of what he's done for you and to be whatever he wants you to be reciprocate. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Just, and I, you know, we have many testimonies from that season and even people, one of our friends passed away recently who was made born again in that revival over at that church. I mean, he came alive filled with the Holy spirit. He was a bright light in this town, led so many people to Jesus. And I see that, see that's worshiping Jesus from the revival. That's worshiping Jesus from the experience. We were supposed to take our experience experience it like Moses on the mountain, come down from the mountain and lead the people. Hmm. We have to then stand in front of them and lead the people. Mm, We have to then be an adult. We have to then act like there's truth in this world. There's a way to follow and there's life to be lived. And we can't worship the experience. And we can't make that the focus. We have to say the experience is food to my soul. But now that my soul is fed, I must get up and get busy mm. with my faith, which yeah. is which is blessing, loving the unlovable, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, l- inviting the stranger in. I've got to get busy. And in that, I'm supposed to experience God by the unlovable. I'm supposed to see the least of these and see Jesus. I was hungry and you fed me. When? When you fed the least of these, I'm supposed to see Jesus in them. I'm supposed to experience God through the actions of my life and in the people I meet. Paul, John said, if you say you love God, but don't love your brother who's made in his image, then and, and you don't and you say you love God who's invisible, then you're a liar. You, you don't love God. The truth is not in you. Yeah. The truth is not in you. you. If you can't love your brother made in his image, you can't say you love him. So there's these these very pronounced truths that yes i i I worship an invisible god and he comes to me and he hugs me and he laughs with me and he cries with me and he walks with me talks with me and he speaks to me and he leads me and guides me but then he sends me out yeah he goes with me but that private time is so much more experiential then when i go out 
I'm supposed to experience them through the people I meet, through the love I give out. This is the love of God for you. It's supposed to be I'm acting on his behalf. And instead of it being all about experiencing God, it's about being fed by God's experience and then going out and ministering in what Jesus already did and understanding that that ministry is such a privilege. I get to. He chooses me. He calls me. He sends me. He empowers me. He equips me. And I mean, it's just like, wow. Why me, Lord? Yeah. What did I ever do to deserve loving you? What did I ever do to get here? Yeah. And it's amazing. So I, I'm listening to that, and I'm on, I'm like, I kind of go on like both sides of the fence with this because I've been on, I feel like now I've been on both sides. And mm-hmm. uh, before I, I say, share a little bit of my story with this, um, I just wanted to, like, I think there's two types of people listening. There's the people listening. And they're hearing your your experience in Toronto and they're like, oh, man, they're finally talking about the real cool stuff. Right. There's those people that that are really that really experience God and love to experience God like that. And uh, then there's other people that are like, well, uh, like you were before you got there and how I have been Mm -hmm. and probably still struggle with being Mm -hmm. a little bit, which is judgmental. Mm -hmm. Um, And those those folks probably ask the question. Like, well, do we really need that type of experience? Is that really, can can I just go out and serve or can I just rely on my head knowledge? So mm-hmm. what would you say about the, like the necessity of experiencing God like that, Vicki? Well, I think, I think um, you could become by rote and dry. Like Steve said, he was you know, like in a dry and parched land. We love Jesus, but we just felt like we we're coming to the end of our barrel. You know, was, mm-hmm. the well was running dry. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if we hadn't experienced Toronto, I'm not sure who we'd be today. Hmm. Would we still love Jesus? I, yeah, I think, I think we would, but it's just a three-dimensional God. And I think there's a three-dimensional relationship, mm-hmm. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it was so wonderful. And I get both sides of the coin because that's where we were, you know, it's like, and even when you see things, even now you're like, oh, that's kind of weird, you know, <laughs> yeah. but the, tr- the truth is, is if when God touches you, you probably would shake, quake, and whatever, roll and hoe. And um, for me, the, the biggest thing was I just laughed. I love, and I love laughter, but I think that affected people who were um, struggling with it the most. They're okay with crying in the spirit, mm-hmm. but if you start laughing unconditionally, like an uncontrollable, uncontrollable. It's, yeah. it really bothers people. Oh, it does. You know, really bothers. You know, we've been in services where it just kind of breaks out. It's just kind yeah. of, it just goes from one side to the other yeah. of the rooms. And it's, it's irritating to people. And um, so I can understand both sides, but it is so delightful when the Holy Spirit comes upon you like that. I mean, I wish I could buy that. I can't yeah. laugh like that. I wish I could just right now just start laughing like that Amen. without stopping. I'd pay for that if I could. Yeah. And I can't, I can't replicate it. So even though it is a little uncomfortable, it's so delightful because I'd really rather laugh than cry. Because yeah. I, you know, you right. look like crap, and you got stuffed nose. Oh, and, yeah. um, I've been healed by both, and yeah, and and I cry too, but I I prefer laughter. But um, but I think we ha- the question we need to ask every time is if it's you, Jesus, I want it. If you, God, I want it. You mm. know, because we are judgmental, and if you if you've been around, you know, any of that revival, and sometimes people are in the flesh, but really, I don't. It's not really on me, mm-hmm. you know, because you're like, oh, they're faking. Oh, they're faking. And, you know, okay, they're faking, but if it's God, I want it. Um, I think there's been a lot of damage done. The Lord kind of revealed to me, and I actually let John and Carol are not know, um, I think a lot of people have experienced fake 
where people will push them down. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll pray for them and, and it's like performing. And I think there's been a lot of people who've been pushed down mm-hmm. or I think push down is probably the biggest That's one. That's the best one. Push I hate down. I hate yeah, when people like, push me down. And you're talking about in a in prayer, in a prayer line, and they if you feel you. something, you're gonna fall down, and some somebody just gives they you push an edge. You. Yeah, it's like I don't think you. the Holy Spirit needs your help. Right. Not at all. So I think I've met so many people who do, don't want anything to do with the Holy Spirit because in a prayer line, prayer mm-hmm. service, they've been pushed down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there actually needs to be forgiveness for those people who've pushed you down. Because honestly, if it's God, I want it. Um, I want the 3D God, yeah. you know, um, you guys are just talking and I'm kind of a wash. My, my little wisp is always, uh, like I have, like, you know, when you get chills, mm-hmm. I kind of, that's how my flesh kind of responds. It's kind of shake, just a little shudder. Yeah. Um, you know, right now, if you just said the Holy Spirit, I probably would feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was so, such a wonderful time. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking when he's talking about that and all the places that I experienced God there and you don't have to experience God in Toronto. You can experience God right now. But it seems like there was a supernatural pouring out of, of his spirit. Mm-hmm. And then anybody that went to Toronto brought it back to their church. Mm-hmm. And it was such a delightful time to be alive because we'd never experienced anything right. like that. Well, that's, um, that's really interesting because that that's actually how I felt when I came to the Father's house. You felt the Holy Spirit? And so I guess I have a very different... I have a different starting point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you guys, you guys started. Uh, I started in a very, I guess, a, a very religious sort More of spirit. Um, yeah. And I didn't grow up in the church. I was saved at fifteen. I accepted right. Jesus or thirteen, and so it wasn't like this. I grew up my whole life with it. Um, but my 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 strong muscle is my intellect and my like. I analyze everything through my head. And so I got called out recently by our friend Sarah, who says, you got that one down. Why don't you try working out this other, you got one really big buff bicep, and you've got this other weak little Popeye, yeah. Popeye bicep, which is your feelings and your emotions mm-hmm. and and, uh, and interacting with God that way. And so even just that, the feelings base, like allowing God to interact with your, your emotions, emotions your spirit. right? Uh, that was not something I was like really open to, nor did I really feel like I had a an avenue to experience that. The closest I would come would, when I'd just be sitting, um, I used to take photos of the Northern Lights, and that was just amazing to me. But in a normal church service, that was just like, okay, stand up, sit down, sing a song, sit back down, Let's go home. right? You know, and um, and so when I got here, we came for a wedding, we stayed for church, and. Your daughter Nicole prayed for my wife Sheree and I, and it wasn't any. It wasn't falling down. It was a lot closer to that wisp that you were talking mm-hmm. about. But um, the thing that was interesting to me is like, wow, she somehow knows all the deep longings of our heart. <laughs> you know, like we yeah. we want this, that, and the other thing. And um, and she said, you know, the Lord has that for you in your future. I know He sees it and He knows it, and He's making a way for you. Wow. And she didn't say, and so you're gonna come here. And she didn't. She just said, "This is what I see," and it was like, "Wow, how'd she know that?" We didn't really talk to her at all <laughs> while we were here. We saw her on the dance floor at the wedding. You know, that's about it. And um, and so that was my little little push of okay. So, and it was weird because my head, I would say, I know God inter- interacts with our emotions. He wants not just a. He doesn't want me to just work for him. He wants me to actually also experience know him, him and experience him yeah. and feel him. Um, but I just, I think that that uh, judgmental nature was there. And um, and so 
the from where I came from, the father's house was a lot like that. It felt like the uh, the basket of fruit and nuts to me from my very dry spot, right? And um, and it was cool. I remember talking to Jordy, who you mentioned before, um, who was saved in that that movement in Toronto, mm-hmm. and and he was very much like he would display in worship exactly how I would feel. It's kind of arms crossed, <laughs> holding his hands in his pocket, and uh, and I'd ask him like, "Hey, I'm really struggling with." Um, you know, every once in a while, somebody would go, whoa. Mm-hmm. And I would just be like, oh, come on, what's going on? And he would, he just challenged me. He said, well, if it's, if it's Jesus, don't you want it? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but, uh, doesn't, well, it's, does everybody have to be the same? Yeah. And, uh, and it really changed my, my thinking. Now it hasn't changed me completely because I'm still that, I'm still the person who's, you know, I'm intellectual, but I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get that. And now I'm, what I'm trying to do is really experience God in that wisp moment, like yeah. just okay. I'm going to open mm-hmm. up my, open up myself, seek you to be able to hear you, whatever way you want. Yeah. And um, and I think for you, Max. I mean, anybody, one of us that's listening. I think if you just allow those wisps to feel them and go with them. I think mm-hmm. you just, you, like you said, you start working out your your muscle on the left and say, yeah. okay, I, I felt a little bit. I feel, yeah. or you walk into the and into you, your church. And you, and you testify to that. You testify. Yeah. You walk into the Father's house or whatever church and you, you feel, you can actually feel something when you walk in. There's like a peace. Well, that's the Holy Spirit. Mm. Or people pray for you, feel something, or, or they read your mail. It's like, okay, I want that. I just, and just giving mm. the Holy Spirit permission to do whatever he wants to that's, do. That's really important. That's that important. You give so important. And say, if it's you, I want you. Yeah. yeah. And when your spirit, when something's saying, oh, come on, you guys. Oh, that's ridiculous. You say, that's, that's none of my business. If they're faking it, that's mm. on them. Yeah. But if it's you, Jesus, doing that it. with them, yeah. if that's their experience, I want more. I want more. And you, you just place yourself in that position. You don't have to do anything, go up and be prayed for. You don't have to, you know, fake it to make it or anything. You just have to continue to say, the Lord, if it's you, I want it. If there's more for me, I want that. Yeah. If you have more for me, I don't want to block it by my intellectual backstop. I don't yeah. want to stop it from getting to me. I don't want it to be a, you know, a hindrance to me. Mm-hmm. And you just got to be praying that. And, uh, Our belief here at the Father's House is that experiencing God is absolutely necessary. Now, how that looks, what what maybe the people raised after I went to Toronto here at the Father's House Church, Mm -hmm. and their mostly adult life has been in that, they they might be real rigid about there's one way, kind of like the baptism of the Holy Spirit only is through tongues and all that. You know, people have been doing that since time began. They've been uh, pigeonholing it to one thing. Yeah. And experiencing God is absolutely necessary. But I would bet you've experienced God hundreds of times. Mm -hmm. You haven't given testimony to it. You haven't shared it. And I believe you have to celebrate that, where you heard his voice, but you thought you made it up. You heard his voice, but you thought you decided, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this, or I should do this. And you've not put testimony to it by the Lord led me to do this. And I believe, see words like, I believe I heard his voice and I'm following it. I think people say, God said, God said, God said, and and most of the time they turn out wrong. Mm -hmm. But when you say, I believe I heard the Lord and it turns out wrong, you say, okay, I got to work better at hearing the Lord. I got to, but you put testimony to it. We really believe it's absolutely imperative that you experience God. It, you must be an experiencer of God. 
with his voice, his presence, his feeling, mm-hmm. his visions, his dreams, his just insight. Just having we're, we're talking about vision a lot lately, <laughs> and and just to have a vision of who you are, mm-hmm. who are you, and have a vision given to you by God. Obviously, the vision from God is going to be so much better than the vision you can see of you. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really important that you do that. You put testimony to it and that you stand on it. This is what I believe. God sent me here, and I believe uh, at the time I thought I was making the decision, but he sent me and my that's wife right. here and my kids. my kids. It needs to be a definitive. And, yeah. and when it is, you don't need to make it up. Right. But when you know it's true, God sent me here, you got to put testimony to it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. You understand? Yeah. All right. We'll be right back with our final segment of The Uncommon Truth in just a second. Don't go away. Has your faith taken a beating in the past year? Or maybe the pandemic has made it hard to go to church and maintain connection? Regardless, if you're having a hard time knowing how to grow in your relationship with Jesus, try the engaging online classes from School of Transformation Light. This is what SOT Light students are talking about. I have become so much more solid in knowing Jesus and who He is and how His sacrifice on the cross changed everything. Throughout this course, the information, the Bible, the teaching finally sunk into my heart instead of stopping at my head. It helped me identify the lies I've believed about myself and allowed Jesus to reveal the truth in my identity and what He is doing in my life. I know many people who are searching like I was, and I know these courses will impact their lives as they have mine. I'm a new person. Jesus' life has completely changed me. He is worth following. The live online modules offered by SOT Light are the perfect way to go deeper with Jesus, no matter where you are. Based on the life-changing curriculum of the Father's House School of Transformation, you'll dive deeper into who Jesus is and who that makes you. If you're interested in the School of Transformation Light, Visit transformationschool.org today. I, I don't want to miss a point, though, that um, Steve said it really good, but I think it may have gotten lost, is that if you just um, want experiential Christianity, I think that's it's aberrated. Because once the experience is gone, your Christianity is gone. So what we've seen on the downside of some of the revivals, specifically the one we were involved in, is the people that raised in in the church or in revival, the kids who are now adults, have an aberrated view of Christianity because the experiences are gone. Mm. So we often talk about if we had to choose between just Jesus and Christianity and just, you know, like what you said, and experiential, we would want the Christianity of Jesus, mm. if you had to choose. Yeah. I know we want both of them, obviously, but they're, we've lost so many young people your age along the way through revival because it became all about experience. Chasing after. Chasing after miracles, chasing yeah. after experiences. And when it doesn't happen, they're disillusioned, they're, dis, um, they're disappointed, and they don't know what to do because their foundation is not on the words of Jesus Christ. It's on the experience of God or the Holy mm. Spirit, and I mean it was it was incredible times, and I would I'm so glad I got to go through that. I'm so glad that we were there for as many years as we were, and it was we had God used so many um, downloads when we, when we laid before Him and we soaked, and um, but it's you know you soak in the presence of the Lord, then you go, you yeah. get filled up, and then you go, 
And wouldn't you agree that it's it's there's there's been an aberrated view in some of the young ones that yeah. didn't know that, that what the words of Jesus, right? Great right? many people just soak and soak, <clears throat> and don't do anything, and don't go. And that's what I I really enjoy about as we're going through these message points at the Father's house. You hear one and you're like, oh, this this church must fit in this category. They're talking about this. Uh, they must fit in this like super Pentecostal category over here. You listen to one of our our ones about um, just listen to Jesus, and you're like, oh well, they're real real Bible people, and they're just really deep into the and studying the Word, and that fits them into this category mm. of Christianity. But it's it's really all it's all Jesus, right? It's all Christianity, and and I think our churches and like I don't know, we we find people that agree with us, mm-hmm. and we start a church with them, mm-hmm. and then we just pigeonhole ourselves, like you were saying. And uh, I think that happens, it just happens a lot where you find things that you're comfortable expressing. I'm comfortable, way more comfortable saying, let's do a Bible study. Mm -hmm. Let me do an hour of research and then present it to you than I am to say, I'm going to show up with nothing and see what the Lord has to say through me, Mm -hmm. you know. But the the body of Christ needs both of those things. And I really enjoy at the Father's house, I'm challenged by that other side that I'm not really strong at. Uh, but I enjoy that, knowing that I'm not just following the things that I'm comfortable with. Really and there's good. people here that are pushing me, like, "Hey, try this, do that." You know, try to listen to try to listen to the Lord. Um, in the school of transformation right now, we're learning how to hear God's voice like that, like just right in the moment. And uh, a lot of the times, I've realized my mind gets in in the way. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's saying there, like, "What did the Lord say? Tell me now." And then you say something, you're like, where'd that come from? Um, a lot of the times I would have, if somebody wasn't in front of me saying, like, say it now, what is it? What is it? I would have, I would just it pushed it down. You know, that's, oh, that's weird. Um, and so I, I think that it's, it's really good. And, and that's, uh, I, I think we just, we can't have one or the other. We need to, we need to find a way to experience God and listen to Jesus, experience God and and know what he says right? it's really three-dimensional you know it really is a it is. you know steve steve on sunday morning will not know what he's going to speak on you know he knows the scripture but it's allowing the holy spirit to speak through you and as you grow older in it and you, you start you know exercising your left you know your left hand um you know your your muscle you'll start becoming more and more f- familiar with it and as you act upon it and see that you didn't you didn't zig when you should zag you start trusting it more and more and, you know for me it's been quite a few years now i just have a thought when i wasn't thinking about anything and this thought drops into my head and i'm like well i wasn't thinking about that hmm. and it was an, you know it's, i i've learned to understand that that's probably the holy spirit speaking to me but i wouldn't have been able to do that 25 hmm. years ago or 30 years ago but through walking it out and and deciding things that were the experiencing God or or the Holy Spirit, and he hasn't he hasn't left me yet. You just keep continue. It's just a process. Further up and farther in, you just keep taking a step and follow the breadcrumbs, and you'll get there. Mm-hmm. You know. And so this is new for you. You're basically a little toddler when it comes to this. So of course you're gonna you know lean on your intellect because you know God made you intellectual. But he wants to also develop the experience, mm-hmm. experiential side. Mm-hmm. Is that good? Yeah, that's yeah. real good. So, is there anything else before we wrap up that if somebody kind of like me um, is still not really sure, but wants to wants to grow that muscle, any other little things they can do just on a day to day wherever they're at right now to just to experience God? Keep it in the priorities. 
What do you mean? You, the Bible is the most important experience. Men of good fruit <coughs> interpreting that Bible for you, pastors and leaders and teachers. Mm-hmm. Then when you go to this experience, you be held by the hand. See, just like a baby, just like a child growing up. You got to learn this and you grow into it to the comfort of what Vicki just said. I eventually learned to recognize some of these other places where the Holy Spirit was talking to me. You have to be taught this. It has to be like... Yeah, that sounds that doesn't sound like the Holy Spirit. And you have to be taught sometimes by hearing his voice. Mm-hmm. But experiencing God also, you just gotta do that. And I think the most important thing of experience God is just to put yourself in a really comfortable place and worship him. A lot of people just put on a worship music. Not not what they call soaking music, but worship music. Mm-hmm. Music that says I love you. Close your eyes. And, and, and see yourself saying, saying those words to him. Whether you picture him on the cross, him after the cross, before the cross, however you picture Jesus, see yourself saying the words of whatever music you're listening to or worship you're saying and speak it to him. Some people read the Psalms to him, you know, the, the, the glory of God Psalms, you know, the, the recognition of his love and his need to be, or his desi- uh, how he deserves to be loved. Mm-hmm. Some people just do that, but... Put yourself in a position to worship God, and I can't help but believe that you over time, or anyone over time, would begin to feel his presence and say, oh, he is. his presence was thick, it was gentle, it was soft. Might be a wisp at first, might be two wisps after that, might be a prolonged minute after that. It could be whatever, but eventually you learn where you can just close your eyes, put yourself in a place of worship, and you can go totally still and wait on him, and he will touch you, and you'll say, oh, wow, that was so awesome. And you learn to experience his and hear his voice, take his direction, go where he sends you, come where he calls you. You'll end up being in just the perfect place where you find men who are mature in this ahead of you saying, come with me. I won't let you, I won't let you get lost. Mm. Hold my hand. I'll walk you down this path to the straight and narrow to the narrow door. I think, I think, um, so for, for us, I mean, we don't experience the amount of experience that we had in Toronto. That was, that was the Lord just downloading heaven. That was unique and it was a season and so that's not what we get all the time. You know, mm-hmm. we're not falling over and, and mm-hmm. laughing hysterically. But I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. I, I always want to give the Holy Spirit permission, permission. to do that. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the number one thing for you to do is I just come Holy Spirit. Just I, as I live and breathe, come Holy Spirit. And you just invite the Holy Spirit in, in every, you know, into, your, into your soaking or your prayer time. And right now I just feel this, 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 little, this little flutter in my heart mm-hmm. when I say, come Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. I want, I want, I want, I want what you have. But also, when you experience God, it will not violate, like Steve said, His Word. Yeah. You know, so there, there's a caution, right? You know, if somebody tells you to do this or do that, it, it's you know, you need to know what the Holy Spirit is capable yeah. of, right? Experiencing. Com- yeah, and that usually comes when people start worshiping revival or worshiping, Correct. worshiping experience <clears throat> over the one we experience. Mm-hmm. It's so important to worship Him. Yeah. So and not the experience. And that's that's so and that's so good. But just don't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. It, he, you know, He's inside of you. He knows you. He's your counselor. He gives you wisdom. He gives you discernment. He tells you things. He speaks in a little sm- still small voice. I love the Holy Spirit. I'm so grateful that I have the Holy Spirit. 
and I'm so grateful that I have the intellect too. But just developing that muscle, continuing it, like and Steve said, give, give, um, just confess it. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know and and when you're right, you'll you'll start building that muscle. Hey, I really did hear the Lord. You came to yeah. you came to Oroville because the Holy Spirit led you. Mm-hmm. You know, He just dropped that into your into your head, and we're like, let's see. Hey, I think we need to go to the Father's house. Yeah. So I think that's it. Just invite the Holy Spirit into, in, just keep inviting Him, and don't be afraid of Him. Yeah, and if you if you are hearing parts of this and think, man, I, I want to learn more of that. I want to learn to, to grow that muscle. Uh, and experiencing God is actually a real priority for you. School of Transformation is is the key because that is one of the places where, like, that's one of the promises we make. You will encounter God in the School of Transformation. Absolutely. And so that's that goes for our six-month term, which uh, starts here in March. And that's in person, so you come, you give up six months of your time to any age. go any t- yeah, any age, any stage. You come and you sit under teaching, um, and you, you any, do school. Any age over eighteen. Any that's right. Right. Um, and then that's good. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing. And then if you can't make it here, and the world's a crazy place right now. We have School of Transformation Light, which starts uh, starts March 7th. That's module one. There's three modules. You do them in order. Uh, that starts here coming up soon. And uh, that's Sunday mornings. You can do it on Zoom. You can attend here. Um, and and there's it's very personalized, very cool. And that's it. That's part of it, experiencing God as a Yeah, do, do it. It would change your life. At least do the one online. It's phenomenal. And you can be part of the community. That's right. So that's where we'll leave it today. Thank you guys so much for your time. Have a great day. Thank you so much. And we pray wherever you're at. Come Holy Spirit. That's right. Come Holy Spirit. Spirit. Just experience God. Thanks for listening to The Uncommon Truth. We'll talk to you next week.